Welcome to Day Zero Update for March 7th, 2021. I'm your host, Chris Logie. I'm Brandon Parkins. And I'm Jandra Victorio. And yeah, we're starting off the month here, not really like we did uh, February, where there's a ton of news. There's some stuff here, uh, mm-hmm. not really too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it should be a bit of a shorter show than we had the last couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, but still, games are coming out. So we got some stuff to talk mm-hmm. about here. Uh, let's see. We got a couple announcements, uh, some stuff about EA, mm-hmm. uh, a whole weird fiasco between Frogwares and Nacon. That is yeah. pretty interesting. Uh, some new announcements for PlayStation VR mm-hmm. and uh, a couple of Nintendo bits here to end the show. So before we get to that stuff, we'll talk about what we've been playing and uh, I will start here. Uh, got a couple of new games on PlayStation that just released here in the past week or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kill It With Fire, which yeah. is uh, a horror game about there being spiders inside of these houses and you having to seek out and kill them. With fire. Uh, <laughs> with fire and guns and other stuff you unlock. Uh, I've looked at the... They show you like a like tool bench style uh, like rack of uh, outlines of stuff. And there's some interesting stuff that uh, I have to unlock. Uh, so when you go into an area, you're kind of brought in as like an exterminator, I guess. They don't really bring any like story mm-hmm. to it, but uh, initially you pick up a, a clipboard, uh, and as you explore the the mm-hmm. house, uh, you can pick up these like notes that have more goals for you. Uh, they can be as simple as like mm. kill X amount of spiders. Uh, I think the the one I'm in now is the third stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is like kill these new jumping spiders and like jumping mm-hmm. spiders. Fuck. Uh, luckily there's no health or anything you have to worry about. So once you, yeah. uh, the way I've been mostly killing is, uh, taking a care, a can of uh, hairspray and you just use that as a makeshift flamethrower. And just like, Oh shit, spiders, you know, start spraying. Uh, hopefully you get it. You just watch it kind of, fl- uh, run around real quick, uh, as it's, dies a, a horrible death that it deserves uh <laughs> for existing and, uh, because it's yeah. a fighter yeah uh and there you can hear them like skittering if they're nearby so it's just already kind of uh fucked up what they're doing here uh there's one i've seen that's i don't know how to explain how it it's like red and black but when you when it dies it spews out more spiders uh these white ones and oh, I've I've uh, encountered stuff like that in real life. Yeah, uh, yeah, but if it's no already fun. on fire, the the spiders that spews out are already mm. uh, on fire. So, uh, but different ha- mm. doors in the house uh, that I've been in have like kill limits to them or kill requirements mm-hmm. before you can open them. Uh, so I'll be like, oh, you need ten to get into yeah. this room. That kind of stuff. There might be mm-hmm. uh, drawers that have kill requirements, which usually have some sort of like bonus equipment or stuff like that to add to your arsenal. And like, I've gotten this uh, oven. I picked out a frying pan so that can, you know, smack the hell out of them. Uh, Yeah. It's a bit of a bigger item than the the clipboard. Cause when you start out, you just have a clipboard. So those little fuckers are a little bit hard to kill with that. Uh, But as you complete objectives, you get uh, like upgrade points to buy, upgrades for your character that 
Like right now, I bought an upgrade that's the khaki pants. So I get extra mm-hmm. storage for items to bring with me. Mm-hmm. I haven't had the opportunity to like change out what I'm bringing, but that might change as I get more stuff. Uh, yeah, like the previous house I had had like a secret compartment uh, that I found uh, on the clipboard. So I had to go into this uh, bookshelf and like find the the secret one that opens it up. Or I mm-hmm. found a door that had a lock on it and had to go find the key, which was in a, a cabinet that had a kill requirement to it. So like there's a mm-hmm. there's a little like secret stuff to find. And sometimes you just don't kill all of the or you lose track of some of the collectibles and such because you just knocked everything off the shelves and all that and it's all over the place. Uh mm-hmm. so it tells you like when you quit out, when you come back, it'll remember all the objectives you've done, the progress you've done on them. So you got like collectibles you can come back when, when the room is all cleared up uh yeah because like the house i just did is like smash 20 dishes like okay and it's like mm-hmm. take everything out of the fridge it's like okay that's a fucking huge mess if i drop any like batteries for the the spider tracker you have or other mm-hmm. stuff you know they can easily get lost in the the trash uh some of that stuff and it's real fucked up when the spiders are running around they can knock some of that stuff around it's like, oh, they're just pushing this TV around. It's like, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the game's on sale for launch, uh, 20% off, so it's like 12 bucks instead of $15. Uh, been pretty fun so far. Uh, definitely going to spend some more time with that. Uh, the other game I got is Curse of the Dead Gods, uh, which is a roguelite. Uh, definitely inspired by some others. It has some like Hades in there, uh, but with its own twist to it, uh, the Hades part yeah. is kind of there are various types of weapons that you can start out with, but you don't have like a arsenal that you can pick from up ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, after your first run, you uh, get this like weapon table that offers you a starting weapon, like a primary and a secondary. They have uh, mm-hmm. specific attacks to them. Uh, so like the, the beginning, you have like a gun and a sword. Uh, you also have a torch, so like uh, light and dark is an important part of this. Because if you run into a room, you might see some uh, uh, like lanterns or stuff that you can light on fire so you can get some light in the room. Because if you're in the dark, you take, I think, 50% bonus damage mm-hmm. uh, to any hits you take. So, And you can't hold up the torch while you're using uh, either of your weapons. So... You definitely need mm-hmm. to try to seek out and light stuff up on fire, but enemies can destroy it with their attacks if you're uh, getting them to attack in those sort of directions, that kind of stuff. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's very action-focused. Uh, there's a parry, there's a dodge. Uh, if you dodge at the right time, you get like a like bonus damage on the initial attacks. I'm slightly forgetting some of the things they tell you, but when you are back at the, the base, you can hit the touchpad to pull up like all the tips you've gotten so you can look through mm-hmm. them just to remind yourself of the mechanics and bonuses and all that kind of stuff and uh yeah when you get back to your base you get uh two different currencies that you can use to upgrade stuff uh, there's uh skulls and there's like the rings and i think there's if you beat stages you get this other third currency that can uh buy other stuff so mm-hmm. uh a good bit of stuff to try and collect to get upgrades and such uh 
And the uh, other part of it is the, the whole curse part where every room you go in, you get this uh, curse meter that fills up. If you take damage, it adds to it. Uh, and every time you fill it up, it adds like a new perk that makes it harder on you as you're going through. Uh, I've not mm-hmm. beaten the stage yet. I've only done a few runs, but uh, I have not seen like what all is required to beat a stage, but it seems like it's not too bad. It's not like... Uh, getting all the way to the end of Hades, that kind of thing. It maybe be equivalent to like getting to the first boss, that kind of thing. Like probably not too long, maybe 20, 30 minutes. Uh, and there's sort of a set of uh, challenges for each of the four tombs. I want the first mm-hmm. one, the Jaguar tomb. Uh, so there's seems like there's quite a bit and there's like a daily challenge stage that really goes wild. Uh, the one I played basically made it black and white. Uh, had like the, the film effects on it, the, uh, all that kind of stuff to it. Uh, took away the UI. So I didn't know how much health or money I had or anything like that. Uh, just the, the stuff that's attached to your character, which is just your stamina. Uh, so you kind of had to play around with, uh, Things and try and just do your best. And I think for every room I got, I got two of the skulls added my tally by the end. So I managed Ooh. to get through five of them uh, before just getting wiped out. Uh, but this game seems pretty cool so far. Uh, look forward to putting some more time into it, but it seems like a uh, well-made uh, roguelite uh, action-focused kind of stuff. Uh and the the Hades part kind of comes in where there's like lore about the, the specific types of enemies you face uh, that requires you like kill like, you know, 30 of these. It'll add uh, an extra bit to it, that kind of stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I think there's even bonus stuff you can get for killing them without taking damage. Uh, that They just introduced and there's still seems like there's more getting introduced. So I'm looking forward to kind of diving into that and seeing what else it has to offer. Uh, as for the, what else I've been playing, Madden NFL 21 is on the EA Play list. Uh, so I don't have to continually download the trial on PS5 and see that it doesn't work because it has server issues or whatever. Uh, and like the first thing I did is I, every Madden game starts you out with like a a quick game to show you the controls and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And immediately scoring my first touchdown when it went to do the first celebration, it just froze the character that uh, scored it instead of doing an animation. Luckily, it just timed out by the end of whenever that animation was supposed to end and moved on. But uh, that was definitely a sign of weird things to come with this game. As uh had weird small little bugs, nothing like crashing the game or anything, just odd animations and all that kind of stuff. Uh, had one guy was able to hurdle a guy and just conveniently two guys are behind him. So he just hurdled three players in a row and like a feat that never really happens. Uh, but the being on the new consoles, it loads a lot faster into games. It's maybe a few seconds hmm. now, uh, which is a big change compared to the last gen versions of these games uh, where uh, stuff like the men ultimate team mode, where you get challenges are just like, that oh, just, get 10 uh, yards rushing or 20 yards passing, which you can do in a couple plays. I uh, can kind of 
uh, jump in and out of that stuff a lot faster, not feel like you're you know, spending 30 seconds loading into something that takes you 10 seconds to do and uh, compounding your time. The, the, now it just makes the animations for opening packs uh, in Madden Ultimate Teams seem like a huge chore as it has mm-hmm. to show you this animation over and over again. If yeah. you've you know let some here on EA play, you get an extra pack every month. So I had a bunch waiting for me uh, along with some other stuff. So it's just kind of like, oh, this is this is exhausting just working through this. Uh, but the the game itself is pretty fine for what it is. Uh, so that's been largely it. How about you, Brandon? Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm still playing Splatoon 2. I uh, finished the main campaign mode, um, which uh, that fifth and final world is compared. I mean, let me, let me make, just make it clear. Um, Splatoon 2, I love Splatoon 2. It's a great game. But the one thing it does not do well, oddly enough, is the platforming. Um, Because you don't really have very good depth perception with this game for some reason. This is especially an issue when you are having to uh, cook. Okay, so like one of the main mechanics in the Splatoon series is this whole thing of like being able to shoot like a jet of ink on the floor or a wall somewhere, and then, you know, you can revert to your squid form, and you can basically swim around in the ink that you just shot. In fact, it actually is a faster way of traveling. But on occasion, there are these parts where you will have to attempt to jump over a gap, and because you're not, uh, you're just far enough away from the other side that you can't just reach the other ledge uh, on foot. Um, You have to do this thing where you have to spray ink on the side of the ledge that you're trying to get to so that you can, in your squid form, you can jump out of the uh, the, uh, ink that you spread on the ground, then you can jump into the wall and then swim up the wall onto the ledge. The problem is the game is kind of inconsistent when it comes to when it wants to acknowledge whether or not you've gotten into the ink or not. And it can be, this can get especially irritating around the fifth world of the campaign because all of a sudden there's a bunch of like new things involving like uh, jumping on like ink rails and stuff. Where, like, you know, you can literally, like, be jumping to another ink rail and it looks like you're supposed to be jumping onto it, but instead you just fall straight through it. And this is especially irritating on some of these in the fifth world because there are, are some levels that are literally just that. But uh, I did finish it. I did finish the campaign, and the campaign was great. So I decided, you know what, I'll go ahead and uh, get the Octo expansion. And I'm glad I did because the Octo expansion goes into a lot more world building um, than the main game does. It is also absolutely stupid hard. <laughs> um, the it, and because basically how it works is that Octo expansion is you're essentially going through a series of what are basically combat tests. Um, and they're all grouped around, like, various uh, themes. Like, 
There's ones where you have to shoot these giant eight balls into like, uh, into like these holes, and you know it's like it's like one of those like kind of common things you'll get a lot in platformers where it's like you got to move this big dumb object into this particular area and hope it doesn't fall off a ledge. Um, and you know those are fine, but then you'll get to ones where like you have to shoot a certain number of targets um, in the time allotted. And some of them are harder than others. And some of them are just patently unfair. Um, there's this one particular one where you have to shoot 20 target balloons in, I think it's like 40 seconds, which. I mean that that only leaves you like a couple of seconds per balloon, and on top of that, there are all these uh, these other these giant red failure balloons that if you shoot, it's an automatic fail and you die. And yeah, it's literally like one of those things where you're literally only going to pass this thing within half a second of the time running out. And I don't know about you, but I just find those needlessly frustrating. Um, but, uh, other than that, um, since, uh, you know, uh, Sony is doing their, uh, play at home initiative again, uh, I decided to uh, go ahead and download, uh, Ratchet and Clank, the, the most recent, the reboot that they did to tie in with the movie. And, uh, yeah, it's Ratchet and Clank. It's good on its own. <laughs> it's like, it's really hard to improve on something that's already pretty much perfect in and of itself. Um, although I don't quite remember the Ratchet and Clank games actually being this difficult before, but that might just be me. Yeah, that's what I've been playing. So, Dan Reb, what about you? Yeah, um, I primarily play in Persona 5. Um, I keep calling it Scramble, but it's Persona 5 Strikers. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so I I, I think I'm uh, uh, at the end, but you know, normally mm-hmm. with, the, with these uh, Persona games, when you're at the end, it's not really the end. So that's pretty much what I'm expecting. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, uh, a lot of what I said last week remains true. Like this is a mm-hmm. full-on Persona game, except with an action-based battle system. Um, on Facebook, I said this was the best Kingdom Hearts game that not a Kingdom Hearts game. Like you know, everything in 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 so far actually makes sense. The plot twists are, you know, um, I wouldn't say they're predictable. I'm I'm actually engaged the in the story, um, for the most part. And I just got mm-hmm. through uh, this jail. So the the palaces in this game are called jails uh, for different reasons that I I don't want to uh, go over too much. But um, the the shit hit the fan. Like things have gotten mm-hmm. real. Uh, when I when I started playing this morning, I was like, oh shoot, we we we, we got a podcast in half an hour. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm uh, interested to get back into that. Um, I've also been playing some Animal Crossing. Um, uh, at, at the beginning of March, they added the Super Mario items, so we got the warp pipe. I put uh, one warp mm-hmm. pipe by my house, and then the other one by the store because they're on opposite parts of my island. So that mm-hmm. makes the the game a whole lot a whole lot more bearable to play. Mm-hmm. Um, I still haven't gotten the photos that I want from certain villagers, so that's what's what's mm-hmm. really keeping me going. Um, but no, the the items for the Mario stuff is really cool. Like you know, a warp pipe has never been functional to, to this extent. Um, I've gotten things like uh, the Mega Mushrooms, the One Ups. Uh, I've gotten uh, costumes for Mario, Luigi, Wario, and Princess Peach. 
So I'm I'm cross dressing. I'm I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a Luigi stash with his nose, uh, along with Wario's hat and uh, Princess Peach's um dress. So you know, I'm walking around the island, mm-hmm. fabulous. So that's pretty cool. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it from there. I also downloaded this uh, Queen game on mobile. It's called Queen Rock Tour. Mm. And you know, think think of like you know Rock mm. Band or Guitar Hero as far as that um, rhythm rhythmatic format, except you know it's tap based. Um, and yeah, it's free on the App Store and Google Play, and um, there's only one microtransaction in it. So if you want to, um, uh, you know, get access to the entire song list, all you gotta do is pay one payment of three dollars. And the game is actually pretty solid. So it's pretty much a discography of uh, Queen's history, and um, mm-hmm. you know, you have you have like most of their songs on there. I don't, I don't know what's missing. Like I'm still in the early game, so. Um, I'm not as familiar with a lot of their songs before they became really popular. Then, but yeah, um, I, I love Queen. This 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 game's awesome to pass the time, and um, yeah, mm-hmm. that's pretty much it. Like, it, it it's really rare to me that um, or just rare to anybody that a a game would only have like one microtransaction. And and with a game like this, with with you know the Queen license and um and their entire discography, it's really impressive that you can have this much access to all this content for three dollars mm-hmm. so that's pretty cool but you know it's it's not really this stuff that sells but you know for what it's worth uh, the devs really got this one right yeah right. that's pretty much it all right so let's get some news and with it being march uh we'll talk about the other services that are getting new games to it this month mm-hmm. mainly playstation now and game pass uh, PlayStation Now for this mm. month is getting, let's see, four games. Uh, mm-hmm. There's World War Z, mm-hmm. uh, which is available until September 6th. Ace Combat 7, Skies Unknown, yeah. available until May 31st. Uh, Infam- Infamous Second Son is available mm-hmm. permanently, and Super Hot is also joining permanently. Mm. Uh, so those last two especially are really good games. If you have not played them before, yeah, uh, especially if you jumped into uh, the PS4, PS5 late or early, mm-hmm. uh, definitely check that one out. That was one of the early great games on the PS4. So we're checking those out. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming for Game Pass, they have NBA 2K21 is coming out March 4th, so it should be out now. Hmm. Uh, it's uh, pretty early for that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to download that and see uh, what that's all about. Uh, Football Manager 2021 is available for mm-hmm. PC Game Pass. Uh, I guess there's an mm-hmm. Xbox edition that's also available on console, which I think is a port mm-hmm. of the mobile version. Uh, and if you have EA or if you have EA Play or Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, I think you get. Uh, those games, so Madden NFL 21 is available now. Uh, Star Wars Squadrons mm-hmm. is coming sometime later this month. And for the reason they're mentioning uh, NHL 21 coming in next month in April. Okay. Uh, nothing else mm-hmm. here mentioned. So, yeah, you have to stay tuned to see if there's anything else added later this month. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's get to some uh, news itself. Uh, this one's uh, a pretty cool new- mm-hmm. bit of news that happened earlier this week. The devs yeah. of Ghost of Tsushima, Sucker Punch, mm-hmm. uh, the two of their creative leads, uh, Nate Fox and Jason Connell, uh, are being given the 
uh, role of permanent tourism ambassadors of the city of Tsushima in Nagasaki yep. by the mayor of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. Uh, who said, uh, let's see, Nate and Jason spread the name and history of Tsushima to the whole world in such a wonderful way. Even a lot of the Japanese people do not know the history of the Genko period. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the world, the name and location of Tsushima is literally unknown, so I cannot thank them enough for telling our story. Such phenomenal graphics and profound stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Appointments of tourism ambassadors from today until Mr. Jason and Mr. Nate no longer wish to have it. In fact, I've been thinking and discussing about pointing the role to them since I discovered they were using Tsushima's name as the name of their work. Mm-hmm. Uh, added that he did not appoint them for the purpose of having them do anything in the future. But uh, they are doing a partnership with uh, Sucker Punch and Sony to do some uh, special like advertising tourism work for uh, the city. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty cool, like positive thing that came out of the game. Yeah. Well, you know, like we've said before on the show, uh, you know, that game was a huge hit in Japan. And basically a lot of Japanese developers were honestly kind of floored at the flat, at the fact that uh, Western developers could not only do a Japanese game that was actually good and mostly accurate, but one that seemed to actually get the culture that well. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, it was a big financial hit in Japan. So I'm honestly not surprised that the mayor of Tsushima uh, would be uh, get involved somehow. Because I'm sure that game brought a lot of, uh, a lot of attention to that little island. Yeah, and once people can actually travel safely, I assume they'll get a good bit more uh, people visiting them. Yeah, yeah. Of course, they'll also have to like um, go a long way to like explaining the families and everything. Because uh, for those who probably already know this, uh, but if you didn't play Ghost of Tsushima, uh, basically all the names were changed because, uh, well, most of the families that were involved in that conflict are, well, most of them are still around. <laughs> um, so you know that's one of those things you kind of have to be careful of. When you're talking about uh, historical uh, Japanese events, because a lot of their descendants are still very much around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Um, plus, like, not to mention, for the most part, it is a fictional story, so I don't imagine. Well, it would, yeah, it uh, is. Yeah, it, it, it wouldn't imagine to be uh, that critical or anything. But you know, the, again, this is this is good news. But like you said, um, I don't think this is going to matter too much until uh, people start traveling. But it's definitely mm. just a, a, a good message that, you know, just uh, Japanese people are going to, you know, all of a sudden make, use, for, for, for lack of a better term, use a, a random white dudes, uh, you know, be such a, a, yeah. an important part of their uh, tourism infrastructure. So, yeah, um, I look forward to going there one day when I'm allowed to. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's see our next bit here. Oh, yeah. Aliens Fire Team is a new game that's been announced, part of the uh, Alien franchise, uh, more the second movie, uh, Aliens. Uh, they are making a game that basically is Left 4 Dead style, 
co-op shooter that mm-hmm. seems kind of wild that it, this hadn't happened before. Yeah. Uh, Left 4 Dead has been around for a good like 14 years at this point. And yeah. this is a perfect kind of uh, uh, property for this series, uh, for mm-hmm. this kind of style of game. Because uh, most of the ones we've seen have been you know, traditional shooters or you know, horror games, that kind of stuff. Uh, but this is coming from a smaller team, Cold Iron Studios, and they are kind of setting it outside of the original trilogy uh, in the year twenty twenty. Let's see, twenty two oh two, which is about twenty three years after the events of the Alien trilogy. So probably won't have any cameos uh, from characters in the the films, that kind of stuff. So uh, you'll be able to come in with a bit of more of a blank slate, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be a newly recruited member of the U.S. Colonial Marines. Create your own soldier and choose from one of the five classes. Uh, each with their own roles. So, yeah, seems like a a game that should do well whenever it's out. Uh, seems like it's out this summer. Mm. PS5, PS4, all the Xboxes, and PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, also right. coming out this year, The Binding of Isaac: Repentance. The final major uh, DLC chapter to this game uh, coming mm-hmm. to the PS5, PS4, and Switch uh, sometime in Q3 2021, uh, late summer. Mm-hmm. So, uh, PC versions coming out, I think, in a few weeks here. Uh, yeah, March 31st. Uh, you can get a physical version for 60 bucks that has all of the content mm-hmm. uh, for PS5 and Switch. As uh, you can pre-order now in the Nicholas store. Uh, but yeah, it seems like it's going to add quite a bit of new stuff here. Uh, yeah, true cooperative play for up to four players. A new final boss and ending. A bunch wow. of balance changes and stuff like that. 130 new items. Two new playable characters. 100 new enemies. 25 new bosses. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, seven new challenges and... 5,000 new room designs, so should be able to keep pe- uh, people busy for quite a while. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely excited for that. Right. Uh, let's see, Forever Entertainment. Uh, a small publisher, but one that has made some stuff that people uh, know about. The Panzer mm-hmm. Dragoon remake that came out yep. uh, past year or so mm-hmm. on uh, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as Stadia. Uh, right. and they are making... Uh, a remake of the second game, Panzer Dragoon 2 Zwei, uh mm-hmm. later this year. I guess also announced a couple years ago they were doing remakes of House of the Dead 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they announced that uh, they have entered into an agreement to develop and release multiple game remakes based on one intellectual property owned by Square Enix Japan. Uh, seems like that name will be announced later at the launch of their worldwide marketing campaign, but I'm curious what this is going to be. Because mm. it's probably yeah. not Final Fantasy. It's probably not Dragon no. Quest. Uh, well, My prediction it would be... Multiple games, too. I'm thinking Parasite Eve. Because uh, it, has, it, has, it has three games. It's Parasite Eve 1, Parasite Eve 2, and then, and then the third birthday. Yeah. Um, um, it also then... would seem like the one that Forever wouldn't have to put that much of an effort in. Because, like, for all intents and purposes, the... Uh, just to be quite frank, uh, the games that they have remade 
aren't I haven't they've been they've been pretty rough. So Panzer oh. Dragoon, um, it's 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 solid, but it's it's pretty bare boned, I think. So um, I don't I don't really have much 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 to say about them. So did they say they're they're making several games from a singular Square Enix IP? Yeah, one is IP. that what they're saying? Yeah. Well, uh, you I, you did mention uh, Parasite Eve. I was also thinking, you know, they could still go the shooter route and do uh, Einhander, which is uh, kind of obscure, but it would definitely be in their wheelhouse, I guess. But you yeah, know, that again, would be one game. Yeah, so I think Parasite Eve might be the best bet. Yeah. Trying to see if I could find a list of their either property. that or like Bushido Blade. Yeah. Um Okay, here yeah. we go. Oh geez, what would be properties here? Multiple ones. Bushido Blade. Mm-hmm. They had two games. Yeah. Uh let's see. Not Chocobo. Mm-hmm. Would they dare go? I I don't think they would do Chrono Trigger or Chrono Cross because that would be it's already PC <laughs> mobile. Yeah, no, uh, that they would. Yeah, that, that, that'll that'll piss off a lot of people. They want to screw themselves. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, not Dragon Quest. Maybe Dragon Guard. No, that's Yoko Taro's thing. Yeah, but if he's not gonna do it himself, because they're just now getting around to the first. I mean, game. he could go back and remake the first, uh, the first Dragon Guard, and I guess. They could try to remake the second one, but the second one, honestly, the second one really wasn't that good even compared to the first one. So, yeah. Let's see, there's Fear Effect. Fear Effect. Yeah, they could oh, maybe that was do Eidos, I guess. Yeah. That wouldn't necessarily be Screenings Japan. Mm-hmm. That's maybe the one downside of this could list. Be. Front Mission. Front Mission. Yeah, they could do Front Mission. Front Mission is one of those. Uh, IPs that's like super popular in Japan, but it like never really took off over here. Yeah. Um, so... Front Mission is like a very, it's a very like story heavy mecha strategy game. Yeah. Uh, franchise. Um, I wonder but, what the list of ones that have been localized over here were. I think there's only been like a couple. So I know Front Mission 4 came over. Yeah, Front Mission 4 did, and there was also that spinoff. Front Mission 3. Yeah, and the action-adventure spinoff also that was more recent. Yeah, it would be one, because there's, <clears throat> on Steam, there are a couple of games in that kind of style mm-hmm. that are pretty big, and so they could definitely capitalize off of some of that stuff mm-hmm. uh, with remakes of these. Mm-hmm. That could be pretty neat. Uh there's also Lufia and Star Ocean. Uh, Lufia yeah. hasn't been done in a long time. It's been forever since I had one of those. And yeah, then with Star Ocean. Star Ocean on PS4. Yeah, Star Ocean's been re-released. I don't, I don't know how much they care about that one, but that's one mm-hmm. of uh, Enix's uh, action games. So, Yeah. Maybe the Musashi games. Right, Fencer Musashi? Yeah, actually, I would be all for yeah, that. Fencers of Musashi... What are the ones they have here tied to that? There's a couple of them. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Parasite Eve. Mm. That seems like a, a potentially likely one. Uh, Valkyrie Profile. Mm. Those few games. Is that Square Enix? 
they're published by them. I'm not sure. If... Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We probably we yeah. should probably move on Trace. though, because yeah. we can like, yeah, we get we could get sunk in this if we're not careful. But it seems yeah. like potentially, like uh, Parasite Eve and Front Mission, maybe some of the more two like, best bets. Yeah. Uh, so because they actually haven't done. In fact, Parasite Eve would probably be the the be- the best bet because that's an IP they haven't touched in a long ass time. So that's since the third birthday. Yeah. So you know, would not be a would not be a bad idea to give that one to go back to that one. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see whenever they get to announce that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, Epic Games making a, a big stink as they acquired a new uh, company. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tonic Games. Yeah. Uh, owners of Media Tonic, makers of Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout. Oh, as boy. Well as, uh, some other stuff. I want to look this up as we go uh, further on on this. But, yeah, so they have acquired Tonic Games Group. Mm-hmm. That uh, means Fall Guys, uh, one of the big hits of last year, will be coming mm-hmm. under their umbrella. Like They put out like an FAQ talking about them wanting to add things like the uh, an account system so that you could have your uh, stats and such uh, go between platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cross-play as well, so you can play against other people on other platforms. Hopefully uh, not with... Uh, maybe with PC if they... The Epic's uh, cross-play system seems to be better than uh, mm-hmm. maybe an original system they could come up with. Because I know PC has a bit of a issue with some hacking in there. Uh, mm-hmm. Those mentioned squad versus squad modes and some other stuff, but uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they also mentioned, I think there was an FAQ about going free-to-play and like, ah, oh, we have nothing announced at this time. Mm-hmm. Which I think would be uh, something that will probably happen at some point. But yeah, the nice thing about Fall Guys is I think they're about to announce their fourth season is that all of their mm-hmm. battle passes have been free uh, for the initial price you get. So it'd be a shame to have to pay for that, but that would be a revenue stream for them. So I think the only thing you can really do beyond the purchase price is just buying uh, the paid currency they have for that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you can also earn in game. So uh, yeah, so I'm looking at the, the tonic game site and they own media tonic. They also own Irregular Corporation, which this affects Whoa. Phil, if that's the, the case, because that is the uh, publishers of PC Building Simulator. Yep. And some other stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. So that would get rolled in in Fortitude Games. Mm-hmm. Let's see, what do they have? They don't make anything obvious on this. Uh, there might be a single team that hasn't released anything just yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, they uh seems like they're all gonna join. They're gonna get a, a handful of developers here that make a lot of interesting stuff. Yep. Yeah, I mean I, I think it's a great announcement. Uh Mediatonic is a pretty uh small company and like you could mm-hmm. see how how buggy Fall Guys can be. Epic Games yeah. has the resources to turn that around. Mm-hmm. And you know, um whether or not people like free to play games, Epic is really good at that. You look at what what they've done with Fortnite, what they've done with with all their live ops as far as like bringing in all these licenses from Marvel to DC to the NFL. 
uh, all of this stuff can benefit Fall Guys tremendously. And yeah. with that, I don't think you're going to see very much dips in um, Fall Guys' uh, daily active user base. So this is good for them. Um, and I would only believe that uh, gamers will definitely see stuff they'll like. Whether or not they'll pay for it is up to them. But, you know, uh, the mm-hmm. foundation of that game is there and it's good for what it is. So I'm all about it. Yeah. Yeah, they're a pretty small dev, and it's uh, been pretty obvious that this game is kind of done way better than they would have expected, uh, even with like the the PS Plus mm-hmm. deal to help them get there. Uh, because yeah, getting the servers up to snuff and getting uh, ahead of the cheaters that were uh, hacking the game, that kind of stuff, and it seems like the the Epic uh, part of that part of their tech uh, would probably help them out as they get transitioned onto that and help them get these sort of security to keep working on that game even further uh, and kind of get it to where that game can really shine. So yeah, that'd be interesting to see how that goes. So yeah, still coming to Xbox and switch uh, over the summer uh, Epic game store as well at some point. Uh, so plenty of ways to get that game depending on where you're at and switch too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes uh, here mm. over the next few months as they get settled in. Mm. Uh, and speaking of acquisitions, Zynga has bought the developers of Torchlight 3 Extra Games. Mm. Uh, in a, kind of an unfortunate move for me because mm. likely means the end of Torchlight uh, completely, uh. Uh, which is a shame. Uh, Torchlight 3 was pretty good. Probably not as good as it could have been, but mm-hmm. uh, I enjoyed it for the price that I paid for it. Uh, so that dream of getting the uh, this like offshoot of the Diablo games, uh, mm-hmm. a little bit less of the of the devil stuff to it. So mm. uh, that's a shame. But it seems like they are working on a cross-platform action RPG mm-hmm. with. Uh, in partnership with Zynga's Natural Motion Studio. So that'll be interesting to see what that is. I assume cross-platform would mean it's coming to consoles. Uh, they are making that Star Wars game uh, port for the for the Switch, so who knows. But yeah, kind of unfortunate to have the extra came out of the original devs that worked on uh, Torchlight 1 and 2. They got shut down. By, I forget who the publisher was for those games. Uh, but yeah, it's it's unfortunate. It seems like the nail in the coffin for Torchlight, unless there's somebody else that steps up. But I don't know. That'd be a shame. Uh, let's talk about something that's probably not a shame. Uh, EA uh, seems to be talking more about what their future direction is and saying that they are kind of pledging to allow their uh, studios sort of total freedom in working on the stuff that uh, makes the most sense for them, whether it's uh, working on their properties that the fans, you know, badger them about making or the new stuff, uh, having less of EA sort of uh, having their first say on, their stuff, on, that, on that stuff. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, Jan got an interview here with, uh, what's her name? Uh, let's see. Laura Meal. 
mm-hmm. uh, who is working on their uh, what's her title? Chief Studios Officer. So like overseeing all their studios and help keeping them functioning at hopefully at their best uh, skill levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, they had announced like a new skate last year, the mm-hmm. EA Sports College Football, a remaster of Command and Conquer, uh, the Mass Effect trilogy, and uh, continuing to work on Battlefront Two for the past few years after the the game's kind of a complicated launch, I guess. Yeah, that's that's the polite way of putting it. Yeah. This is basically them basically having a big mea culpa after announcing that they were shutting down Anthem, basically. Because that game was a money pit from which they barely recovered from. But yeah, uh, I'll believe it when I see it. I want to believe them. Yeah. But EA is... Not the is not the best when it comes to pledges like this. Yeah, it's kind of just because games take a long time to make. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sometimes you'll have issues that come up that require somebody maybe outside of the team to uh, kind of give them a shake up. Mm-hmm. Like tell them like, "Hey, this thing you're working on, maybe it's not coming together the way you want." Maybe mm-hmm. you need more time to work on it or something like that. Hopefully it leads to less of them releasing stuff before it needs to be. Yeah. Uh, so yes. you have less, less anthems and uh, Mass Effect Andromedas and more stuff like, it's not even a great example of that, but like Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, that game probably cool. still needed some more time even then, but uh, came out in good enough of a shape mm-hmm. for what people wanted. Yeah. And she mentions like the the feedback that they get for Madden and FIFA uh, every year, talking about how it's uh, some of that stuff can take uh, longer than just you know one game cycle mm-hmm. uh, to really get out. So it might be a uh, fewer few years in the works. Mm-hmm. Uh, may not see it right away, uh, which they did with the they just put out the final major update for Madden uh, for this for this cycle for the franchise mode and some of the other stuff. Mm-hmm. I mentioned that they'll have more to add for the next game. Mm. So yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see sort of how this goes. Yeah, uh, she even mentions like uh, respawn with Apex Legends. Uh, talking about like if they want to go and work on a new Titanfall, they can definitely do that. Uh, as well as uh, or just keep working on Apex Legends because it seems like they're spinning off like a smaller team that's just going to keep working on that. Uh, leaving the the bigger team to work on whatever's next. Which I think they just released a Medal of Honor VR game. Mm-hmm. So there's that. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see like what this hopefully uh, solid mindset uh, leads to for later this gen. Mm-hmm. So it definitely hasn't led to much so far for the past few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Speaking of that, we got uh, a little bit of news of what is currently going on with EA Games and Development. Yeah. Uh, Battlefield 6 is uh, likely to be coming out this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe it's... Yeah, it's out this year. Um, 
I think it's called Battlefield 6, but I don't think they've officially announced anything yet. Uh, it's just been stuff in investor relations mm-hmm. type things. But uh, in kind of working on this game, they kind of need more help. So they have enlisted Criterion Games uh, to help them get this out uh, for this year mm-hmm. uh, and delayed their next iteration of Need for Speed to next year, to 2022. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely seems like a theme we'll see throughout this year of developers uh, needing extra help to get games out because of COVID kind of slowing things down just enough that makes it hard to hit some of these holiday seasons mm-hmm. where they would traditionally maybe hire up more people onto the team. And that's probably not something that's as easily done as it would be when you could be in a physical space mm-hmm. together. Yeah. Yeah, the EA also had their acquisition of Codemasters sort of finalized recently, so they maybe do not have to worry so much about having a racing game out this year because it should mm-hmm. have the next uh, F1 game coming out sometime later this year. So mm-hmm. It should hopefully be uh, beneficial to both parties, give Criterion uh, some extra time to work on their racing yeah. game and uh, help get Battlefield out hopefully in a good state uh, later mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, uh, it kind of needs to bounce back after Battlefield Five. Yeah. Just uh, so I don't really know out there. too much about what this is. Yeah. Mm-mm. I assume it will be coming to modern warfare style uh, settings, whatever. Possibly. I think the last one was more World War II. Mm-hmm. Didn't quite go where they wanted it to. Uh, so who knows? We'll see. I assume they'll be announcing that probably around E3 time mm. with whatever is happening around that time. Mm. So still don't know at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's follow up on a story that we talked about a few weeks ago, Hogwarts Legacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the developer, Troy Leavitt, that uh, had been found to have a... Uh, a reactionary YouTube channel focused on attacking feminism and social justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Very much something that concerned a lot of people, and it mm-hmm. seems like he has reacted to that by deciding to resign from his position at Avalanche. Mm-hmm. Whether it's voluntary or not, I don't know, but mm-hmm. he uh, posted uh, some tweets saying... Uh, I have made a decision to part ways with Avalanche Software. I have nothing but good things to say about the game, the dev team, and WB Games. Mm -hmm. I'll be releasing a YouTube video about this soon to my uh, YouTube channel. Uh, To clarify, I felt absolutely secure in my position. However, still wanted to resign for reasons that I will explain in that forthcoming video. I'm in excellent spirits and very pleased with my relationship with WB Games and Avalanche. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's uh, not really surprising. Mm-hmm. Uh, WB has enough on its plates in mm-hmm. the marketing for this game than having this guy uh, mucking it up mm-hmm. as a, a higher-up developer in their chain. So makes sense for both parties to kind of split and hopefully give them as good of a chance as they can to get in that game out mm-hmm. to some satisfaction. Yeah. So I know they just announced like a 
they're designing their cre- uh, character creation to be more trans inclusive mm-hmm. so that you can have like voice uh, disassociated from like gender and body type, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, as well as whether you call yourself a witch or a wizard that would uh, change where, what houses you're in, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so that's at least something. Mm-hmm. Nothing that really right. changed anybody's view on that game yet. Not particularly. Even still, what? I mean, I don't, I don't really see it um, being that big of a thing unless people are really in the know about it. Like these are the kinds of articles that you know the casual gamer will just like not care about. As, but as for like you know the most hardcore Harry Potter fans who despise rolling, yeah, they'll go ahead and make their stuff heard. But I don't really see this really making mm-hmm. much of a dent of anything. But if anything, I do feel sorry for the development team, you know, that are uh, that, that are that are good people and have to constantly like live through like all these random things happening. Because like remember, this game has been in development since before rolling settled said all the stupid things. So mm-hmm. like if you're yeah. working on it, like I, I I can't believe it's fun to be going into work every day or you know uh, opening your computer every day just to and, and reading all about what's happening. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, as long as we've we've, we've been in this industry, like, uh, you know, uh, people don't forget, but they do. So that being said, like, all the marketing team has to do, in my opinion, is just release a good trailer after good trailer. You know, mm-hmm. turn off the comments, and then you just go from there. But yeah, yeah. The phrase I remember being said a lot is uh, uh, "is be easy to forgive, but never forget." Uh, so don't, don't be too quick to, uh, or too slow to, you know, forgive somebody for the mistakes, but don't forget it in light of maybe future mistakes they make. Uh, keep in mind what Mm -hmm. happens, uh, as far as that stuff goes in the future. So Mm -hmm. that game's still not out to next year. So who knows what can happen between now and then. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, let's talk about uh, one of the weirdest stories that have been happening. Uh, this has been going on for a little while now. Frogwares has had mm-hmm. issues with uh, the publishers of various games they've made. And this one, The Sinking City, mm-hmm. uh, particularly with Nacon. Mm. Uh, the game had been pulled. They've been in kind of legal uh, kind of contract uh, suits. Uh, trying oh, to yeah. determine the ownership of the game, who technically should be owning this game because neither side likes the other one. Nope. Uh, and are alleging, you know, breaches of the contract stuff. And that still seems like that's going to keep going for quite a while longer. So no real. Into the solution. future. Yeah. No real legal solution coming anytime soon. Uh, yeah. If you don't know The Sinking City, it is a uh, Cthulhu game. Kind uh, of one of two of. that came out last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this one is the one that's not really well regarded so much, but uh, it's the principle of the thing. I uh, guess. Anyway, uh, the game had reappeared on Steam last week uh, to people's surprise because mm-hmm. uh, they hadn't seen any sort of outcome of the suit uh, mm-hmm. happen yet. And Frogwares. Uh, upon finding this basically put out a tweet saying Frogwares has not created the version of the sinking city that is today on sale on steam. We do not mm-hmm. recommend the purchase of this version more news soon, mm-hmm. which is a weird thing to tweet. Uh, 
a developer of a game saying don't buy our game on steam Uh, i think other versions on consoles have been uh made from uh them so Mm -hmm. if you want the developers to get money out of those uh out of the the game if you want to buy it uh, buy those console versions Mm -hmm. like even the ps5 and the new uh, xbox consoles have new upgraded versions for that so if you want to check that out uh but yeah followed this up by saying let's see here it is for the release of the sinking city on steam published by nacon frogwares posted on twitter urging players not to buy it this is from nacon uh they basically uh are accusing them of hacking this game uh Mm -hmm essentially getting it from another platform. I'm not sure what the platform is. Mm-hmm. They got it from, I'd be hidden in here somewhere, but they essentially got the game, uh, used, uh, hired an outside dev to sort of work on it, uh, sort of reverse mm. engineer it and all that and get it ready to publish. Mm. Uh, and once they, uh, were able to do this, they put it up on steam and especially Frogwares knows this is not uh, the original version of the game because it has added DLC to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, to which they have... They've also put out a DMCA takedown for the game. Mm-hmm. Have it taken down by Valve, and Valve has taken it down. Mm. Sort of pending whatever evidence that they claim they have to prove this. This has been put up under false pretenses, mm. uh, that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of a whole wild thing that this is going on. Uh, mm. So it's not on Steam anymore. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Valve's VP of Marketing, Doug Lombardi, talking mm. about this. The Sinking City has been in dispute in French courts for a while. Mm. An interim decision last fall appeared to give Nacon the right to distribute the game on Steam. While the mm-hmm. litigation proceeded, however, today received a DMCA takedown notice for the version that Nikon recently shipped, so we have responded to that notice. Mm. And yeah, the uh, Frogware is here has responded regarding our use of a DMCA to remove the game from Steam. We believe mm-hmm. in a very short time we were able to collect extremely strong evidence to indicate this version of the game was pirated and contains content that Nikon has absolutely no rights to, namely the Merciful Madness DLC. Mm-hmm. DMCA notice provided to prove to be our best effect, uh, our most effective tool to give us time to gain further potential evidence and to start the required and lengthy additional legal process to prevent this from happening again. And there's more to this, but if it's mm. it's true, uh, it's kind <sighs> of a wild uh, roller coaster for this game that's not really worth anybody's time. But the, no. the developers and publishers have a lot of money riding on this, so mm-hmm. uh, they are keen to keep fighting this uh, from both their sides, and it seems all related to the the contract stuff. So uh, it's kind of wild. Uh-huh. Good to read through it if you want to see all the the details here. It's pretty fascinating to see how this legal fight is panning out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's 
it's one of those weird things where it's like, you know, yeah, like you said, the game came out and nobody really cared. It wasn't really that well received. And, you know, I mean, the, the, when the game itself came out, I mean, it was janky as hell, too. Yeah. But it's like, for whatever reason, this this middle-of-the-road Cthulhu game, for whatever reason, has been in the center of this god this i mean that that game's like a few years old now too so it's like this whole dispute has been going on far longer than anyone gave a shit about the game itself yeah yeah it's that's kind of how it goes with contract mm. uh, disputes like this mm. uh especially for game from like a uh you know a mid-tier publisher and developer Mm-hmm. Those exactly games that light the world on fire, but uh, mm-hmm. definitely have an audience. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's uh, I assume that's going to keep going on for a while. We'll see if there's if the evidence is substantial for what they have to prove. This whole thing's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll have uh, some news on that in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let's get to the one big event that happened this week. The uh, PlayStation blog had a PlayStation VR spotlight mm-hmm. announced six games uh, coming to PlayStation VR uh, this year. I think everything is. Uh, and they started off with Doom 3 VR Edition, uh, which is a game that uh, came out on, I guess, Oculus Quest. Mm-hmm. Uh, in kind of a weird form, you had to buy Doom 3 separate uh, from their recent releases and yeah. use that content to this uh sort of shell i guess for better mm-hmm. lack of a better word uh where you kind of put the the assets in because it wasn't reselling doom 3 it was mm-hmm. from like a uh a fan team of devs mm-hmm. and figure out how to make it work in vr and seems like uh i don't know if they're specifically working on this version or if they were sort of inspired to do this but uh they're making doom 3 a vr game which yeah, makes a lot of sense from the way that game worked. Yeah, considering uh, you know it's been a few years since I played it, but that is probably a game that would have worked far better as a VR game than just a standard console FPS. Um, yeah, because that game in particular has this whole flashlight mechanic that you had to do, where you were constantly having to switch between the flashlight and the gun. And since in yeah. VR, you know, you've got two hands you can work with now you can actually you know hold the flashlight and the gun at the same time though i think this is used in the version of doom 3 where they just have that flashlight mod built in so it's essentially stuck to the gun i thought they could do both who knows yeah i thought it'd be really fun and fucked up because it has the aim controller support for the uh the motion controller gun uh accessory. Yeah. Uh just like, well you can use that and you can have a move to also use the flashlight independently. Yeah. It's fucked up either way, whatever. Yep. Uh offer people this like stupid way of playing this game. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah it seems like yeah the, the flashlight is mounted on the weapons. Yeah. Uh you use the motion controls for aiming, 180 degree quick turn functionality. Uh as well as wrist-mounted displays for your health, armor, and ammo, mm-hmm. uh, as well as the 
you know, all the stuff they added in the recent Doom 3 version that they put out on mm-hmm. uh, PS4. Uh, the two expansions and all that. So, yeah, that'll be neat. To, uh, that'll be out March 29th mm-hmm. in a few weeks, so out pretty soon. Uh, also announced is Song in the Smoke, which comes from 17-bit uh, mm-hmm. makers of Galaxy, uh, which is a this is completely different from what that game is. So <laughs> we've yeah. your, uh, your expectations. This is kind of a survival game mm-hmm. uh, with a really neat style to it. Oh yeah. Uh, if you watch the, the trailer, it's got some neat stuff going on. Yeah. This, uh, I think I recognize this artwork, the artwork for that, uh, that trailer, um, or at least the artist style, but yeah, it's essentially a survival game with, a. Uh, Kind of reminds me of that show Primal, the cartoon. Uh, yeah. Sort of, yeah, it's got that kind of brute, that sort of brutality to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they mention uh, a lot of it's built around uh, fighting animals that are coming out to attack you. There's like a weird looking lion and mm-hmm. uh, some other stuff. So you definitely have to. Uh, Seems like a lot of stuff happens as it's getting dark. Mm-hmm. Out, so you gotta pay attention to your surroundings, take advantage of what you're doing during the day uh, to help yourself out at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be out sometime this year, later this year. So you'll be able to check that out uh, soon enough. Uh, also coming out for PSVR is Fract. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of a fast pass action adventure game coming out this summer from End Dreams. Mm-hmm. It's made a bunch of other VR stuff. Uh, looks pretty neat from what it's uh, shown here in the trailer. Uh, yeah, I think you just use the move controllers. Mm-hmm. But you got some good like locomotion stuff. Uh, one-to-one uh, action. Uh, using the moves for your guns and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it looks like it could be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be out sometime this summer here in a few months. All right. All right, so the fourth game here they announced, I Expect You to Die 2, The Spy mm-hmm. and the Liar. Yeah. Uh, Follow-up to the the very popular first game that was, basically, what if you made like an, adve- uh, a, an escape room puzzle game, uh, but with the uh, milieu of like the Bond movies mm-hmm. and such. So you're kind of a... Uh, a spy who's gotten locked in, you know, like a vehicle or a room or whatever with some sort of trap. Uh, and you need to figure out how to escape based on just the, uh, the items that you find in the, the room, the vehicle, whatever, whatever location mm-hmm. you're in. Uh, it was a pretty cool, uh, way to do some of that stuff. And, uh, yeah, they put out a sequel on the, some of the PC headsets, uh, a little while ago. And now it's coming to VR, uh, PlayStation VR. Mm-hmm. Uh, later this year, so that'd be exciting right. to have some more of that stuff. Uh, let's see. The next one here is a MMO called Zenith that is very mm-hmm. like anime JRPG kind of styled to it. Some of the the way they talk about this game kind of brings to mind Breath of the Wild. Yep. Uh, as far as like you be able to climb uh, mm-hmm. uh, various structures, you know, have stamina to that. Uh, all the action is uh, motion controlled to. So you know, swiping and all that. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe it'll play with parties and all that kind of stuff as a, an yeah. would allow you to. Mm-hmm. 
It looks pretty cool. Yeah, it actually many, looks... like MMO type stuff for the VR. Yeah, it it, it actually looks uh like this is this was when I was a kid and I thought about the idea of like like being able to play a VR game online. This is basically what I imagined. And uh yeah. This is pretty close. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that'll be interesting. That's out sometime this year. No real mm-hmm. date on that yet. So let's check that out. Uh, also coming oh, yeah. later this year is After the Fall from the yeah. developers of Arizona Sunshine. Uh, sort of another co-op first-person shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but instead of you know going around desert environments with uh, friends killing zombies, you're kind of uh, in this kind of wintry area with these kind of uh monsters of sorts wintry like post-apocalyptic a wintry yeah. post-apocalyptic area but it looks like you're still killing zombies yeah but more I don't more know, the last of us type zombies <laughs> yeah some sort of uh strange stuff to them but some big dudes as well mm-hmm. so yeah kind of more of that but uh that game was uh really popular so Mm-hmm. Definitely be uh, interested in checking that one out too. So that's kind of their slate uh, that they announced here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got two more stories here. One bad, one probably good. Uh, mm-hmm. First up, the bad news: the Super Nintendo World theme park that was coming to uh, Orlando, Florida, seems yeah. like it's been delayed substantially to 2025. Yeah, that's probably almost directly related to COVID. Yeah. Um, Because COVID probably put a huge dent in their ability to construct that thing. So It seems like they were planning to start uh, construction back in July 2020. Yeah. That's obviously a very bad time to even start that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Whereas uh, Universal Studios Japan in Osaka... Uh, was kind of mostly done for the mm-hmm. most part. Uh, so they were able to sort of get it uh, wrapped up here towards the end of the last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, started to open earlier this year, but I think uh, due to further issues with COVID, mm-hmm. it hasn't quite fully opened up yet. But yeah, you're not going to be able to get to a Super Nintendo uh, World theme park uh, here in the U.S. for quite a while. Yeah, for another couple of years at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know how far they are with uh, Universal Studios Hollywood because I remember doing a tram tour in 2016 and uh, they mentioned it even though it was never actually announced. So I was like, you probably shouldn't be talking about that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I mean, they, they they broke ground years ago. So I'm pretty sure like there there has to be at least some progress there. But mm-hmm. yeah, again, like COVID has has changed everything. But I don't think they really that that, that that's changed the development schedule. I think they're they're just really trying to do things uh, in the safest mm-hmm. way possible, especially in Florida because you know it's a fucking shit show over there. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, it's also kind of a good thing because um, obviously Japan has has had better control over the uh, pandemic than, than we have, and you know you really want something to stand out. Um, in Japan for when we eventually can travel again. Like, Super Nintendo World was supposed to be one of the shining jewels for the Olympics, and, you know, that mm. it, it didn't happen the way they planned. So, yeah. there, there, there's that. But, I mean, 
I can wait. I'm sure 20. I mean, knock on wood, 2025 will, will be will be fine. But mm. uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see. Yeah. So mm. I have to keep an eye on that. But uh, what we may not have to keep an eye on for too much longer is the continued reports of a new Nintendo Switch model that will be more powerful. Yeah. Uh, as uh, Bloomberg uh, posted some more concrete details here that uh, it'll be coming out later this year, probably this fall. Uh, be a 7-inch OLED panel, mm-hmm. uh, 720p in handheld mode. But when docked, it'll be able to do 4K. Hmm. Uh, yeah, potentially production going to get started here in June. Okay. And shipments set to go out to assemblers in July. Mm-hmm. Uh, the current switch is a 6.2-inch screen, so a little bit bigger. Uh, and the light is a 5.5-inch. Uh, mm. not, really, not really great that it's getting even bigger. Uh, but I assume to be able to uh, be a more powerful system. It's not going to necessarily be able to shrink uh, all mm. that much, especially if they're going to try and keep it from, you know, turning into a, you know, a cooking device at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'd be curious to see how they handle this with the uh, new games, as far as like what games get to be upgraded for it. If they're even going to do free upgrades, Mm-hmm. Uh, like Sony and Microsoft have been, or if they're going to try to charge form like they've done mm-hmm. in the past uh, and continue to do with the Wii U stuff getting ported over. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what do you guys uh, think about this new system? Uh, I mean, they've been, Bloomberg has been uh, banging on this jump for like three years now. So, I'm yeah. at the point where uh, I'll believe it when I see it. Um, for yeah. me in particular, I'm, um, I'm, in the market for another switch because my fan is uh, really, really loud now. And, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the, that new Mario switch and the animal crossing switch has had, they've, they've been tempting, but mm-hmm. I've been, I've been holding out for a pro. And if, if, if this is it, then by all means, great. But let's be honest, there's no reason for them to release this. Yes. I get that it's more powerful, but at the same time, that's not what Nintendo is known for. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the fact that they can't even keep the regular switch on chills right now. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it doesn't make much sense, but I w- I'd, I'd welcome it. Yeah. Yeah, especially with the way that, you know, Sony and Microsoft and NVIDIA and uh, other makers of electronics are having trouble just getting theirs made. Uh, that Nintendo's just going to jump in and be like, oh, yeah, we'll get some stuff. But they would probably enjoy not being able to make that many of them, mm-hmm. uh, depending on how much of a price increase this is. Uh they will love to keep the anticipation like it's been for the switch for a little while. Uh, that would not be a uh, bad news for them mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else to add, Brandon? Not really. All right. Uh, just other than the fact that, you know, um, my if they if my if they do come out with a new one, my one hope is that they find a way to just solve the issue of the Joy Cons because those things are annoying. You know, having to constantly recharge them and shit is just just give me a normal ass controller. Yeah, that's I where mean, my uh... the the problem itself is actually within the way the Joy Cons are made, uh, especially mm. if we're talking if we're talking about drift. As far as charging goes, I've I've never had an issue so. Uh, about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where my 8-bit dough 
uh, SNES Pro controller uh, mm. comes in great because it mm. lasts for a while. I can sync it. I can also just use it on PC if I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and don't have to deal with the, the the shitty battery stuff I had with the Pro controller. Mm-hmm. Or just died out of nowhere. Mm. Sitting in a drawer yeah. here. Mm-hmm. I've never had any problems with my Pro controller either. So that's that, that sounds yeah. fair. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but uh, for seventy bucks, it shouldn't have problems like that. Mm-hmm. So I went and got a forty dollar one. That's been great so far. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that is uh, the Switch. Who knows what's going on with that? Nintendo's not talking about it because they got regular Switches to sell. They got mm-hmm. the Monster Hunter one coming out here in a couple weeks alongside the game. Yep. Uh, probably have others coming out uh, later in the year. Mm-hmm. They would rather you buy those and then buy the 4K one. <laughs> yeah, give them, uh, give them like six or seven hundred dollars for all that hardware. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's it for the news this week. Not too much here, but uh, some interesting stuff there. Uh, we'll be back next week with a fresh slate of news. I'd like to thank Brandon Danred for joining us this week, and uh, yeah, stay safe, and uh, we'll see you guys again next time. <laughs>